Not today, Bubba. Go get him, Bubba. Love you. Not today, Bubba. Just Gordy, Gordy, can I bother you for a second? Well, Grace, I've been wheeling and dealing so long today in the studio that I forgot I have not even ate. But that's okay. Why is that okay? Because the Brindley Dump Show is presented to you by Postmates. For a limited time, Postmates has given our listeners $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days using promo code BROBIBLE. $100 of free delivery credit with Postmates. Download that app now. Anything you need Anytime you need it, Postmate it. All right, folks, coming to you live here early and often on the Brilliant Dumb Show. This is episode 73 now here on this lovely Tuesday morning, folks. How you doing? We got an action-packed week ahead content-wise. We got an action-packed show ahead for you right now. You know the drill here. Behind the glass, on the ones and twos, you're looking at Grace Ibrahim. I'm Big Game Bob, coming to you live on your local airwaves. However you're listening, why ever you're listening, we're just happy that you are indeed listening. Folks, we're going to do for our sports bit, I want to comment on something going on. I'm a little late to the party on this, but I got to give my take on this, okay? Agent Gina Ford, okay? This is from Fox Business. Zion Williamson, the New Orleans Pelicans rookie and former Duke Blue Devils star, was was accused of receiving housing and luxury cars in his parents' name in exchange for going to the prestigious university. Agent Gina Ford claimed in a lawsuit against Williamson that his parents moved into a North Carolina home owned by a Duke alumni and his several luxury vehicles were registered in his parents' names according to documents. Now, Gina Ford, who was the agent of Zion Williamson and is trying to get her big payday, is the worst. The absolute worst. This girl stinks. If you want to go after somebody, go after CAA Sports, who she then did, who then, you know, stole Zion Williamson and now have him. Do do not come at Zion Williamson. Would you leave the kid alone? I mean, think about it. You're 16 years old. Somebody comes to you and offers to put your family, and a lot of these recruits, who really came from nothing. There's a lot of kids out there that have nothing, that grew up poor, and somebody shows up at your doorstep and offers you a Ferrari and luxury cars and to put your family in a new house, money, all that good stuff. And you, as a 16-year-old kid, are expected to be grown and mature enough to think to yourself, no, you know what, a couple years down the road, I'm going to have to go to a university, and I could be in a lawsuit for receiving improper benefits, so I'm going to say no, I'll hold off on the Ferrari and all this good stuff, and giving my family a completely different lifestyle. Why come after Zion Williamson? How can we, how come Zion Williamson has to show up to court for this? Why are we holding that against him? 
that he's expected to make this decision. And to be quite frank, a lot of times in these cases, it's not the kid making the decision. It's the parents expecting to make the decision. And even adults can't make the right decision. So why is Zion Williamson in the hot seat for this? I think it's terrible. I really do. I really do. It's just not right. It's not. Now, I'm not saying, look, I think, you know, everybody says that that college athletes should be paid. And I get that. I think it's a lot more complex than, than what meets the eye. You know, you have to figure out how much do you pay this guy? How much do you pay that guy? Are they going to be happy with this? Can they receive benefits for this? I think that whole situation is a lot more complex than we think. As far as college students being paid, does a bench player get paid less than the star? How do you grade who gets paid what? There's just so much more going on to that. But how can we hold college kids responsible for this? Let me tell you something. A 16-year-old Robbie Berger in high school, getting ready to go for school, average jump shot, can't dribble for shit, barely walk it across half court, sees the court kind of well. If you come to me and you hand me a Ferrari or cash, you think I'm going to say no at 16 years old? I'll pull up into the lobby of the administrative office in my high school. I'll show up into the cafeteria with my Ferrari. Instead of the bell for everybody to get in their class, it'll just be me just just revving my Ferrari in the parking lot. I'm not going to hide it. I'll take it in a heartbeat. And I grow up in a, in a good household. I'm taking that shit in a heartbeat. You know, and then, you know, now Duke's in the hot seat because they were offering him improper benefits. But at the same time, I just read an article, okay? This was interesting, out of my good friends, out of my, my, my employer of Bro Bible from Kentucky of some of the classes that the University of Kentucky is offering. Now, again, Duke is now in the hot seat for offering improper benefits to Zion Williamson. When I look at the classes that are being taken at John Calipari's University at Kentucky, I don't blame Mike Krzyzewski for throwing everything but the kitchen sink at these recruits. Because to be quite frank, it's the only way he's going to get them to come to their university. You know why? You go to Duke, your first day, you're doing trigonometry, calculus B, C, all that good stuff. That just puts you to right to sleep and then you got to be ready to take a test on it a week later. Get a look at some of the classes out of the University of Kentucky though, okay? You wonder how John Calipari's getting all of his recruits? Get a look at this. They got a Beyond Ramen class at Kentucky that you could take, which is the basics of nutrition and cooking with pantry staples. No such thing as free money, budgeting and managing money for young adults. They Ain't Your Mama class. That's the name of this class. They Ain't Your Mama Roommate Etiquette and Household Maintenance class. I'm going to Kentucky. This is how Calipari's landing all of his croats. Beyond Ramen class. You imagine two guys that went to high school, top recruits. One goes to Duke. One goes to Kentucky. You FaceTime one guy's in his trigonometry class. Then you see his friend. He's cooking a thing of mac and cheese. 
the professor's teaching you how to how to cook a scrambled eggs. All right, guys, we're going to do a little salt and pepper now. There we go. Great job, Mr. Williamson. The other guy's just just dying to get through his calculus class. Do you blame everybody to go to Kentucky? Do you blame Mike Krzyzewski for throwing the kitchen sink at these recruits? It's the only way he's going to get them. You got to put him in a fucking mansion to steer him away from these classes. There's, there's an I wouldn't post that class going on in Kentucky. Managing personal safety in online and public spaces. But to be quite frank, roommate etiquette is a great class. You're going to have roommates beyond college. You need to know roommate etiquette. Who does the dishes? Who takes the trash out? I would love to know how long to cook my scrambled egg. At 16, I had no idea how long to heat a hot pocket up for. How do I manage a credit card? How do I not go completely bankrupt when I get my first credit card? Those are the classes that need to be taken. I couldn't get past my geometry class in college. How many times do you think I had to deal with a fucking rectangle after college? None. It's the most ridiculous thing of all time. Because of a rectangle, I am a college dropout. I couldn't pass college. Why not go to Kentucky? Why not? The Louisvilles of the world, where these classes beyond ramen are being taken. Fuck it, those are the classes you need. How do I handle a mortgage? How do I buy a house? That's the shit you need, not rectangles. I can't even pronounce rectangles right. Go to show you how much I learned in that college geometry class. I did not pass college because of a rectangle, a geometry class that I couldn't get by. Yet we're going to hold Zion Williamson now accountable for taking all of these benefits to go to Duke, grinding it out in these classes... And he's supposed to say no at the age of 16 to to money and cars. We're going to hold that against the kid? You tell this agent, go after the CAAs. Go after the big corporations. and agents. Don't come at Zion Williamson for taking some cash. Jesus Christ, just terrible. Not that we should feel bad for Zion Williamson. I think he's doing okay. Shit, the guy could jump through a building. Don't feel too bad for him, but fuck. Take it easy on these kids. What a hot start to the show there, Grace. Anywho. Moving on. Okay, Grace, so here, here's a good one that I had to get off my chest. For those of you folks out there, listeners of the Brilliant Dumb Show, if there's one piece of advice I could give you, let it be this. Before you commit to a bachelor party, know and understand where the bachelor party is going. So my cousin is getting married, okay? I am actually the one who is going to be marrying them, whatever that's called, the the official. I, I'm that guy. So I, I'm going to, you know, do a little stand-up type thing, also do like a serious emotional thing, big part of the wedding. I get that, Okay. My cousin's the bride, okay, married to the groom, who's a great friend of mine, love the guy, big fan, Matty Ice, I'm going to call him out. Now, 
Matty Ice calls me the other day. They're getting married next year. He said, I'd love you to be a part of the bachelor party. I say, great, I'm in. Didn't even get the destination yet. That's the first thing you do before anything. Be excited for the bachelor, but don't commit to the bachelor party quite yet. I said, sure, I'm in. I'm thinking maybe Pebble Beach, you know, maybe Dallas, Texas, do a couple barbecue, play, you know, a golfing trip somewhere. I say, sure thing. Where are we going, Matty Ice? I'm all set. We're going on a seven-day carnival cruise. I said, hold on. I said, forget about the... Forget about the fact that we're in the middle of a pandemic and the, a carnival cruise is an absolute zest pool and probably the epicenter of coronavirus. It probably went from Wuhan to carnival cruise, okay? Let's just forget about that. You want me to board a cruise for seven days for a bachelor party? Do you know how long that recovery process is going to be? Did you map out what that's going to look like trying to recover from a seven-day full-blown cruise bender? Did you ever think about that? Even the captain that is watching you board that ship is thinking, what the fuck are these people doing? And I would say, you know what, captain? You got a very good point. I'll see you in seven days because I'm going to be in another planet as soon as I hit those frozen daiquiris. You know what that looks like? A seven-day bachelor cruise? Just bender on a cruise? At what point in that cruise do you recover? It's not when you go to your room because your room is probably the worst place to recover. You're just riding the waves. Whatever the tide is at that point, you're just riding it. You got to pull the trigger. Don't even bother. Go yak in your room. Just sit on your mattress for a couple minutes. I guarantee you that gets it all out. A seven-day cruise. You know how everybody's all excited when you first come on the trip? All the boardmen, all the assistants, the captains, they're waving, they're greeting you on. Everybody's happy. It's having a good time. By the time you're getting off that ship, they can't wait for you to get off. Everything has changed. Let's go, Jones family. Get off the fucking ship. This isn't a sailboat. We got people off board. When when you came on, there's, hey, welcome, Jones family. Get the fuck out of here, Jones family. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah, go fuck yourself, Delvin. Go take your animal towel tricks somewhere else. It'll be nice to come to a room where there isn't a draft hanging from the ceiling fan. Meanwhile, day one, Delvin, the, the shipmate, is doing all these fun things. You walk into your room, there's like a zoo made out of towels. There's drafts, hippos, monkeys climbing from the ceiling that they make out of the towels. By the fifth day, you're sick and tired of that shit. You're taking that rhino and you're turning him back into a normal towel because you need some type of normalcy. That's on day five. Could you imagine day seven? Delvin, who was all great, all smiles, by the time you're getting off the ship, go fuck yourself, Delvin. Yeah, you know what, Mr. Jones? You could go fuck yourself, too. Enjoy the next cruise, Delvin. You're right back to this madness. I'm going home. Well, maybe that's for the better, Mr. Jones. Go fuck yourself, Delvin. You know, everything changes. 
in the beginning, it was a whole different ball game. Delvin was like your North Star. Every time you saw Delvin, you knew you were at home, or if not home, someplace close to it, no matter where on the sea you are. Seven days, guys. You imagine going to your fourth magic show? Near the end of the cruise, it's like, all right, here he goes. He's going to take a cat out of the bag here. Then he's going to cut that person in half. Really, that person's not cut in half. Fire's going to come out of them. Even the magician's like, do you want to come up here? Huh? I know I've been doing the same shit. You're the one who booked the seven-day cruise. How many fucking magic tricks do you think I got up my sleep? Huh? Huh? You, you got any magic? You want to come up here and try this shit? Let's reverse roles, please. Why don't we? Huh? You want to pull a cat out of the back? You think I want to be doing this for seven days? We're on the same page here, brother. may not seem like it, but I want nothing to do with this stage right now. You imagine that? I told Maddie, I, I said, I ain't fucking going. Because what do you mean you're not going? I said, I'm not going. Because by the time I get off the cruise, I don't know if I'll have enough time to recover for the wedding. So you got to make a choice, Matty Ice. You either have me for the wedding or you have me for the cruise. And I hope to God you pick the wedding. Because I want nothing to do with that cruise. You know how many frozen daiquiris that'll be? You know how sick and tired you would be of that frozen ice cream machine? That seemed like the best thing possible at the time. Holy shit, unlimited soft serve ice cream? You see that machine by day five, it's just like, it makes you nauseous. Seven fucking days. No chance. Folks, if you are going to commit to a bachelor party, do so, but after knowing the location. Matty Ice is going to be sailing the seas for seven days. I don't think he's going to be able to bounce back for the wedding. I really don't. I'll be there to officiate it. I'm not hopping on that carnival cruise. Shit, I love Caesar salad, but those dinners, I'd be a little sick and tired of the carnival cruise Caesar salad by day three or four, croutons or not. It doesn't matter. You pretty much are having leftovers by day five, six, or seven. I, I mean, just an absolute disaster. I think cruise are a disaster. If you're going to do a cruise, a day or two tops, you're done. That's it. Not seven days, Matty Ice. Enjoy the cruise. So sorry to be missing that. Love you to death. Couldn't be happier for you to be marrying my cousin. But my, oh my, will I not be joining you on that trip. Love you though, pal. Anywho, moving on. So uh, dinner time, Rob. What are you thinking? Al, I, I actually think I'm going to go with my fourth dish of chicken parm this week. You're a, you're a chicken parmaholic, bro. Can't stop. Yeah. And I can get it anytime I want, anytime I need it. You can. You know how? No, tell me. Using the Postmates app. Oh, I love it. From an early morning breakfast burrito to a bottle of wine after work, maybe that bottle of wine turns into three bottles of wine, Alex. You could Postmate some Advil, too. They do it all over at Postmates. For a limited time only, Postmates has given our listeners $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. To start your free deliveries, download the app and use code BROBIBLE. That's code BROBIBLE for $100 of free delivery credit 
with no minimum purchase for your first seven days when you download the Postmates app. Alex, that's a lot of fucking bottles of wine right And there. chicken parm. And chicken parms. A little bit, little bit of both. Anything you need, anytime you need it, Postmate it. Hey, Grace, I, I'll tell you what bothers me, okay? Chicoutery boards. Has, has anybody ever actually finished a chicoutery board? I went to my neighbor's house the other day. Nice gal that I've been seeing lately. She brings a lot of people over. I didn't know what to bring. And I know this is ridiculous. And, and I took a lot of shit for it as I deserve. I brought salmon. It, it might have been the most ridiculous thing to bring to a gather along. He was outside. He was barbecue. And I come up with cooked salmon. I put it in the air fryer. You know, I man, did, did everything I had to do to the salmon. This jerk-off comes in, all right? This guy, I didn't know the guy, okay? He comes in, he starts busting my balls about the salmon. And that's okay. That's fine. If somebody came in that I didn't know, and they brought salmon to a barbecue, I would bust their balls to an extent, for sure. I would take my jabs. This kid keeps jabbing, keeps jabbing. You knew he was rich. You knew he had a lot of money because he had a Rolex on, but not one of the good Rolexes. It was one of the obnoxious Rolexes on. Yeah, it was a fuck you Rolex watch. It's one thing to wear a Rolex. It's another thing to wear a fuck you Rolex. That's what this kid has, okay? This kid keeps jabbing, keeps jabbing. And I know the salmon's ridiculous, but it actually, it's thoughtful, all right? This jerk-off comes in with the jacuterie board. And I thought everybody knew what a jacuterie board is till my friend told me what's a jacuterie board. It's the meat platter, the meat, the cheese, the olives. There's so much shit on this stuff. Okay, and and everybody's intimidated by the charcuterie board. Nobody knows how to approach it. You got five different blocks of cheese, some pre-sliced, some not sliced. So you don't want to be the person that dives in and does the first cut on the non-sliced cheese. It's easier to get the sliced cheese. Do you match that with an olive? It's like everything on the charcuterie board, they don't even go. They got fucking walnuts on there. It's just a weird thing to bring, and I don't get why the person bringing the charcuterie board gets the credit that they do. Somebody comes in with salmon, somebody comes in with a charcuterie board, and somehow this guy's getting praise for his charcuterie board. I turned over to him, I said, hey, I just want to let you know, I, I would pay you a hundred bucks if that charcuterie board is finished. It just confuses everybody. The charcuterie board Part of a gathering is the most awkward part of the gathering. Because that's when everybody's feeling each other out. The salmon part, that's our entree. Everybody's already mixed in. Everybody's already having a good time. Jacuri board, you're feeling everybody out. You kind of got to know when to talk, when not to, how it's going to be, how long do I have to stay. You want to get involved so you get some cheese, you get a cracker, do you take the olive? I don't know. But how is this guy getting the credit for that? And he says, yeah, you know, it actually, it is going to be finished. I said, well, yeah, unless you're the one eating it. You smell like a piece of fucking salami right now. Let's see if you have all the other festivities that we got going. So now this jackass is trying to prove me wrong and is just piling away at this fucking jacuterie board. And here's another thing with the jacuterie board. It takes no skill. It takes no skill. With it. It's already pre-wrapped. You get it at Trader Joe's. You get it wherever. Give the guy with the salmon a little more credit. So that's why we're here today, and look, to be honest, Grace, that, that's all I really wanted to say about charcuterie boards. That's it. Don't be so quick to praise the charcuterie board guy.
Because to be quite frank, yeah, he probably spent fifteen twenty dollars, a couple bucks more than the salmon fillet that I have. So be it. But there's no there's no process into the charcuterie board, and it never got finished. They never do get finished. Two tips on the Burnley Dumb Show. Before you commit to a bachelor party that we discussed earlier, know the destination of the bachelor party so that it's not a seven-day cruise. And two, second tip on the Brilliant Dumb Show here, don't be so quick to praise the guy bringing the charcuterie board. If you're listening right now, whoever that guy was, go fuck yourself. Anywho, moving on. Well, Grace Ibrahim, call me crazy. Maybe so, probably so, but I do believe it is indeed that time. For everybody's favorite segment on the show, Grace, before we do so, can we just trouble you for a little bit of a drum roll, please? It's the Ask Bob segment, week by week, Tuesday after Friday, Tuesday after Friday, following that Tuesday. I tell you fine folks, submit your questions to be featured For the Ask Bob segment, doing so was a gentleman out of Royal Oaks, Michigan. Trevor Poulter, Bob, what's your thoughts on to-go Caesars? I went to dinner and wanted to get it to go, but I still had the rest of my meal. I thought to myself, what would Bobby Caesars do here? I got news for you, Poulter. That is a phenomenal question. Such a good question to... To the point where I I don't know. I I really don't. I mean, think about it. If you're at your meal, first off, I think all starter Caesars. The the good thing about the Caesar salad is is it's such a versatile salad. It's such a versatile food in general. And I've said it before. You could do a Caesar as a side. You could do it as a starter. You could do it for your lunch. You could do it for your entree. I always felt like the starter Caesar should be small. And if it's good, you really shouldn't have any left. But I've had times where it's been such a big starter Caesar salad, you don't want to then ruin your entree. Here's the thing. If it's that good of a starter Caesar salad, you probably are going to want to take it home. But, and the reason this is such a good question here, Poulter, there's so many dynamics to factor in. At that point of the Caesar Is it strange to ask the server for a doggy bag when your meal isn't done? If not, the server just takes away the Caesar. Here comes the entree. So if you ask for the Caesar to be wrapped up, then you're sitting there with a to-go box. And it may make the guests kind of uncomfortable. At the same time, you might look a little bit ridiculous doing a to-go box before the, the meal is done on a starter Caesar. But again, that's the question. What if the Caesar is that good, which it may be? Um, that's tough. I think it because it could be a weird look. But again, if, it, if it's good enough, I, I don't think I would care. The problem you're going to have with wrapping up that Caesar salad, you do the entree. Let's say that you go for drinks after. You got to bring that Caesar to go have drinks with you after your dinner. So you really got to commit to that Caesar salad. Then you got to bring the salad into the Uber. And then you kind of get into your head, is it really worth bringing this Caesar salad all the way, you know, for me with the rest of my night? You know, say you drink too much, you're throwing up in the stall, you got the Caesar salad next to you. It's like having a purse, 
You know, like you got to keep that Caesar container right tight next to you. So, I, I mean, I guess, Poulter, to answer your question, phenomenal question. There's so many dynamics in the t- to-go Caesar um, that I think it really depends on what you have at home. How bad do you need that Caesar the next day? How good is the Caesar at the time? Can you go ahead and, and finish your Caesar without it ruining your entree? I don't know. But I, I will say that that's one of the better questions we've had because th- that makes me think. I really don't know. I really don't know. He has no idea that I'm going to do this. Just picked up my friend from the airport. He's here for the fifth time in about a month. We call him Teddy Bruski. His real name is Alex. We call him Teddy because he looks identical to Teddy Bruski. And I said to him, you know, eventually it's at the point where it's just fucking move here. You know, you hear all the time. Teddy, can we bring you over here for a second, please? Come on over. He's going to come on over from the living room. He just landed here. Let me ask you something. Did you hear that Caesar salad question? Yeah, I heard it. Look at him. Look at this hair. He looks like a hockey player. Look at that locks. What would you do if you had a starter Caesar? Mm -hmm. Okay, you still got the entree to come. It's a big Caesar. There's salad left. Teddy, what do you do with that Caesar? I'm taking it home. I'm taking it home. You would? I would take it home. Now, you do realize you have to travel with that Caesar the rest of the night. Have you taken that into effect? Yeah, you know, you got to take that risk. You might have some later. You might just throw it out. Who knows? But you already have so much stuff coming. And do you think, Teddy, that the people at your table would think it's a little ridiculous if you asked for a doggy bag before the meal's completed? It, yeah, I mean, if if you're one of those guys that does it all the time, then it might not be that ridiculous. But I Yeah, don't know. see, you know what? That's a good point. Maybe, maybe to answer your question, Trevor, maybe I'm in the clear because I'm Bobby Caesars. And people would just kind of understand. Once you get that reputation. You know? Once you get that reputation. Yeah. So, yeah, maybe, Trevor, That's really good. build up your, your reputation as a Caesar guy. Phenomenal question. Really made me think, Teddy. I think that made you really think from the living room, too. <laughs> that, folks, is Grace Ibrahim behind the glass on the ones and twos. I'm Big Game Bob. This was the Brilliantly Dumb Show I think I said episode 72 to start. It's actually 73. These things are just flying by. Like I said, wake me up when there's a milestone episode that I'll really remember. But, folks, I'm having fun with this. I hope you are. We will see you back to Friday because we do this Tuesday after Friday. You take care now, folks. Hope you enjoyed the show. Not today, Bubba. Go get him, Bubba. Love you. Not today, Bubba.